You're listening to this week's sermon from Saanich Baptist Church in Victoria. To watch the sermon online or for more resources, head to SaanichBaptist.org. Have a great week. Everyone, and happy Easter, whether you're online or here in the auditorium. Um, we are just glad that you're with us today as we celebrate Easter. It's Sunday, mid-afternoon. Two followers of Jesus were walking home from Jerusalem to their home village of Emmaus. One was named Cleopas. We don't know the name of the other person. Most likely these two were a married couple. How do I know that? Because later in the story that Lindsay just read for us, they invite Jesus into their home. So for our sake today, we're going to think this couple is is Cleopas and his wife. Let's pick up the story in verse 13. Now the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They had come to Jerusalem and now were walking back the 10 kilometers to their village of Emmaus. As they headed home, they were feeling both hopeless and heartbroken. They were haunted by the events of the past few days. Their hopes and their dreams were smashed. They came to Jerusalem at the Feast of Passover, believing it was the time for the kingdom to be ushered in. They had come to Jerusalem for regime change. It was time to replace Herod. It was time to send the Romans packing. It was time for Jesus, the Messiah, to restore Israel to a place of greatness. But things had gone horribly wrong. Jesus was betrayed. He was arrested at night. He was placed on trial and condemned to death. And then he was crucified on a cross. By Friday night, Jesus, they want, the one they thought was the hope of Israel, was dead. And now it's Sunday. Oh, there had been rumors about angels and an empty tomb, but the rumors didn't matter. They had trusted that Jesus was the Messiah. They believed he was sent from God, but their hopes were shattered. The Romans had killed him. And so now with soul-crushing disappointment, they wander back to Emmaus. As they walked, They talked to each other about everything that had happened, and suddenly a a stranger joined them. It was, in fact, Jesus, but they didn't recognize him. Why they, they didn't recognize him, we don't know, but they simply didn't recognize him. Jesus asked them what they were talking about, and, and Cleopas replied, I like this reply, verse 18, are you the only one? Like, seriously, are you the only one? Visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? The two were stunned that this stranger seemed to be the only person who had not heard about the events that had taken place. And I love how Jesus replied. I can imagine him being totally poker-faced as he says, Hmm, what things? And Cleopas continues on about Jesus of Nazareth. 
He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed, <coughs> excuse me, handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we had hoped. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And, and what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. Cleopas explained to the stranger what had happened. They, they, they told him that they had hoped that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah and how they'd hoped that he would be the one who would overthrow the Roman government and restore Israel to a place of greatness. But their movement had failed. The rulers had crucified him three days ago and now his body has gone and they don't know what to make of it. Their hope had been turned into hopelessness. And notice they called Jesus a prophet. They no longer called him the Messiah. Jesus was dead, so he couldn't possibly be the Messiah. He just must have been a prophet like all the other prophets. Their faith, their hope were in pieces. And in that, in that moment of, of confusion and heartbreak, Jesus gave them a Bible lesson. Look at verse 25. He said to them, how foolish you are, how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Jesus took them on a journey through the Old Testament and he proceeded to explain the Old Testament stories from Moses to the prophets and how they all pointed to him. That all that had happened with Jesus had already been predicted and was written down and was now being fulfilled. Jesus wanted them to know that although things looked Hopeless, although they were dealing with doubt, all they had to do was look to the scriptures to understand what had happened and what will happen. The Bible gives us the big picture, it reveals the purposes of God on a grand scale. It tells us a story that encompasses all other stories. And only in this context does, does the cross and the resurrection make any sense. As they approached the village and prepared to part company, the, the couple invited the stranger to come in and stay with them. And at dinner, something amazing happened. Look at, look at verse 30. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. 
They gathered around the table for a meal and the stranger took some bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he offered it to the couple. And in that moment, Cleopas and his wife recognized Jesus. I mean, they must have snorted their wine all over the table. And then Jesus vanished. And after he vanished, I kind of like this little bit of the story. After he vanished, they, they tell each other they suspected it was him all along. I mean, look at verse 32. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while, we talked with, while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And I, and I, in other words, I knew it was him. I had a burning in my heart. Well, so did I. And after they realized who was with them, who had given them the broken bread, their disappointment and despair was replaced with hope and joy. Look at verse 33. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized them by them when he broke the bread. When, when they realized Jesus was alive, they rushed the 10K back to Jerusalem and, and told the disciples what had happened. And when they got there, they heard the other followers of Jesus saying, it's true, the Lord has risen. And if those early followers were here with us today, they would say the same thing. It is true. The Lord has risen. It, it, it really happened. It's not a vague hope or a metaphor. It is true. The Lord has risen. That is the central proclamation of the greatest victory in all of human history. And it changes everything. The Lord is risen. That means what Jesus said is true, that there is good news for the poor, there is healing for the brokenhearted, there is liberty for the captives, there is sight for the blind, there is freedom for the oppressed. The Lord has risen. Death has been defeated. Heaven is more than a dream. Our sins can be fully forgiven and we can live lives full of hope and faith, and joy. And because the Lord is risen, we can be assured that he will come alongside us too as we journey down our own Emmaus roads. Like Cleopas and his wife, there's going to be times in life when we say to ourselves, but I had hope. Have you ever found yourself saying that? I had hoped. I had hoped we'd seen the last of that cancer. I had hoped that I would be in a different place in my life by this point. I had hoped that the relationship with my girlfriend would have worked out. I had hoped when I said, till death do us part, that our marriage would have been forever. I had hoped the CT scan didn't show what it did. I had hoped my financial situation would have been better. I had hoped my kids would be walking with Jesus. I had hoped that I'd be freed 
from my addiction. Have you ever found yourself saying those words, I had hoped? I think in the last two years as we journey through a pandemic, all of us have said those words. I had hoped in the last two years I would have been able to grieve properly. I had hoped that I would have been able to celebrate with others. I had hoped that I would have less conflict in my family. I had hoped my business would have survived. I had hoped I would have been able to see my family and friends more. These last two years have been hard. And perhaps today, you're on your own Emmaus Road. For whatever reason, right now you're saying, but I had hoped. You're journeying down your own Emmaus Road. And and if you are, it might be hard to recognize that the risen Jesus is walking with you. I mean, it's so easy when we're journeying down our own Emmaus Road to become so focused and distracted on our troubles, on our concerns, on our circumstances that we forget the living, risen Jesus is here, present with us, behind a very thin veil. And I want to say to you this Easter That living, risen, glorified Christ wants you to know he is walking with you. No matter what you're going through, good, bad, in between, he is walking with you. Just like he was with Cleopas and his wife, he is with you. You just might not recognize him. And I'd also say to us this Easter Sunday that he wants to encounter you. As you journey down the road of life, just like Cleopas and his wife, we too are going to find ourselves encountering the risen Jesus in unexpected ways. Cleopas and his wife unexpectedly encountered Jesus, the stranger, on the Emmaus Road. Then they unexpectedly encountered Jesus, the risen Savior, during a meal. And I believe likewise, Jesus wants to encounter you. And often, have you noticed, those encounters will be unexpected. Let me share with you a few ways you might unexpectedly encounter Jesus. Just like Cleopas and his wife, you might unexpectedly encounter Jesus around the meal. As you read through the Gospels, you see that Jesus loves to encounter people around a meal table. Mealtimes can become resurrection moments for us. In fact, the next time you're, you're around a meal table with friends, be expectant and open because you might unexpectedly encounter the risen Christ at that table. You might unexpectedly encounter Jesus the next time you take communion. Did you notice in our story, as Cleopas and his wife sat at the meal table with that mysterious stranger, the stranger took some bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And when he offered the bread to them, something incredible happened. They recognized the stranger, it was Jesus, and then poof, 
he suddenly vanished. And in his place, the broken bread remained. Don't miss that. The broken bread remained. When when Cleopas and his wife rushed back to Jerusalem to tell the others, they told them what had happened on the road and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The next time you take communion, remember Jesus is with you as bread on the table. So don't be surprised if you encounter the risen Christ if he is made known to you in broken bread. You might also unexpectedly encounter the risen Christ in the daily circumstances of your life. As you go through your your day, you may have an unexpected encounter with Jesus. You might also unexpectedly encounter Jesus in the poor. I, I read a story this week about just that. The author wrote this. I just finished shopping at a sporting goods store in downtown Chicago. Since it was getting near one o'clock, the time the Good Friday service was to begin, I would have to walk fast to get to the church on time. As I left the store and walked down the street, a beggar approached me for a handout. Hey, mister, how about a quarter for some food I haven't eaten in two days? I could tell by the alcohol on his breath that he was telling me a half-truth. I pretended not to notice him and quickly stepped up my pace. After all, I had to get to the church on time. But after I'd walked about 30 yards, something told me to turn around. I looked over my shoulder and froze in my tracks. There was Jesus standing where the beggar had been. And though the street was crowded and I was 30 yards away, I heard Jesus whisper ever so clearly, Albert, you couldn't give me a quarter? Not even today on Good Friday? We will often unexpectedly encounter Jesus in the poor. One more way. You might unexpectedly encounter Jesus in the Bible. As Jesus pointed out to the couple on the Emmaus Road, all Scripture points to him. And so can I encourage you, as as you read your Bible, to ask yourself this one question. As you open your Bible, as you read your Bible, ask yourself this one question. How does the risen Christ want to encounter me through what I'm about to read? How does the risen Christ want to encounter me through what I'm about to read? And as you read, get ready for an unexpected encounter with Jesus. Listen, I'm not sure how Jesus wants to unexpectedly encounter you, but I know he wants to encounter you. The question is, will you open yourself up to an encounter with him? Will you open yourself up to being encountered by the risen, glorified Jesus. Because as you encounter the risen Christ, just like Cleopas and his wife, you will find your hope and joy restored. Jesus wants each one of us to know his hope. The same real, deep 
hope that Cleopas and his wife experienced. A hope that will sustain you through the hard times. A hope that washes away shame and regret. A hope that allows you to go on as you walk away from the graveside. A hope that empowers and transforms your life. A hope that brings forgiveness and freedom. A hope that brings healing and joy as you walk your own Emmaus road. Let me close with this story. It was the Good Friday service in Dampara Baptist Church in Bangladesh. The church was packed with people as they watched the Jesus movie. When it came to the crucifixion scene, weeping and gasps could be heard in the crowd. And in that emotional moment, one young boy cried out, Don't be afraid. I've seen it before. He gets up again. (laughs) And that boy's encouraging cry, He gets up again, gave hope to the viewers of the film. And it's a cry that should give us hope today as well. It is true, the Lord is risen. He gets up again. I have good news this Easter for all of those who are feeling hopeless, who are dealing with disappointment, who are battling discouragement, who are walking through the valley of grief, who need their sins forgiven. Christ has risen. I have good news for all of those who are struggling today with a troubled marriage or addiction or health issues or anxiety or loneliness or feeling empty or shame or doubt or just are struggling with having to live the last two years through a pandemic. Christ has risen. Today I've got good news for everyone Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ is coming again. Amen. I'm going to lead us through a, a prayer and then we're going to sing again. And this prayer I'm going to lead us through is going to come on the screen and I'll read my lighter parts and then where there's a bolded part or whatever it says, I think it says all together or something, um, that's you, you read with me on that part. So let's Read this prayer together. God of the bright and morning star, God of the rising sun, God of darkness banished, we praise and worship you. For empty tombs, thank you. For disciples running with good news, thank you. For your presence alive, powerful, resurrected, thank you. We celebrate your victory over death, over all the powers that would defeat us. Help us to grasp resurrection, to understand its power, to see its force at work in our world, overturning evil empires, changing the hatred within us, moving the world slowly but surely, bending us towards love and truth. On this day of great gladness, empower us to be your ambassadors, proclaiming good news. Good news in our kitchens and living rooms. Good news in the offices and workplaces. Good news in the fields and factories. Good news in classrooms and playgrounds. Help us to be that good news. Walking softly on this good earth. Caring gently for all people. Living hopefully in your kingdom. In this world of broken hopes and dreams. 
we catch sight of your kingdom come in the person of Jesus Christ who lives and reigns in us forever. Amen.